This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. My name is Dan Fudge. I'm feeling a little bit worse for wear, as you can tell by uh, by the uniform I've got on. I've been on one of those uh, Butlins adult breaks. Now, lads, have you been on one? Have you been one? No. No. Now, I know, what... I know a man who has. <laughs> now, back in the day, I used to be a, a red coat at Butlins, as I've mentioned a, n- a number of times, and we used to have to DJ these breaks. So it was nice going on one where you were the other side of the DJ box, like, you know what I mean, where you're actually part of the... Uh, Part of, the, part of the crowd. And it's really funny because, you know, you're going all the way with the lads and you're going like a stag do. Like the first night you go absolutely insane. You know what I mean? You've been driving for four hours or you've been on a plane or whatever and you get there the first night and everybody just fucks it. Like, yeah. That was uh, that was me. And uh, one of the lads went, uh, do you want a vodka Coke? I went, yeah, I'll have a vodka Coke. And I saw the uh, I saw the red label on the uh, on the bottle and thought, yeah, I can do Smirnoff, I'm all right. And it was, um, and it was Glenn's Vodka. I had about six of them. So I sounded like this for the rest of the weekend because I had uh, what what they call uh, Benadorm, you know, Benadorm burn right down the back of my throat. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I sounded like Sean Dyche by Saturday afternoon. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, not so bad. So, uh, ergo, I'm going to be a little bit understated today, much of the, uh, much of the uh, you know, happiness of the uh, of the listeners. Uh, and tonight joining me, I've got Stevie and I've got John and I've got a new weaker this week. Uh, George, nice to meet you, Paul. You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Happy to be here. Um, now, George got George was on our end of season do show last season, and uh, and I've been meaning to try and get him on for for days, weeks, months, and years. But uh, but you know, I just never got around to it. Sounds like me, doesn't it? Uh, now, George, I want you to tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, you know, tell us about your affinity with the uh, with the Owls of Sheffield and whatnot. Yeah, sure. Um, I've supported uh, Wednesday for obviously basically on my life, 22 now. This is my first season back as a season ticket holder since, say, 2017, 18, when I stopped because I couldn't be asked to watch them anymore. Um, yep. Now I'm back this season for the first time in a while. Uh, other than that, um, I study sports journalism at Sheffield Allen and, uh, yeah, I like doing podcasts and stuff like that. So happy to Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry to interrupt. Are we replacing Ben with George? Well, listen, Ben's, you know, Ben's, Ben's got his other shit going on. <laughs> but don't tell him. He might listen. He's not going to listen. He never listens. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, w- welcome welcome to the team, George. Um, so, you know, sports journalism. Did you, 2017 was um, was the last time when you knocked it on the head and you went, I've got better stuff to spend my money on, right? Um, I actually went to take up refereeing football at, like more full time. So the... Sort of leagues like the county senior league, Northern Counties. Um, started refereeing mainly on the county senior, doing lines on the Northern Counties, and then COVID and hit. All... And to be honest, that just killed it for me. And really, I like to watch it Wednesday again. Yeah, just found better <laughs> things to be doing on a Saturday afternoon. Obviously, watching Wednesday when we went down, that was the first proper season that I'd started watching them again since refereeing. So, but this season's been nice, nice and refreshing almost. Do you, uh, I mean, you know, we discussed this at great length and, you know, a lot of our opinions have changed over the last two years with it being Darren Moore's anniversary. Have you found that people, you know, have been a bit more around the seats around you? I mean, what stand are you in? 
I sit mainly at the back of the cops, so normally I just go with my mates. Um, but the the whole ambience has changed really around the club. You, you can tell that. I think when I last came on, it was it was the end of season special. I think after we'd gone down, maybe. Yeah, it might have um, been. It was so uh, it was, last, it was a rum affair season. that one, pal. Yeah, it was. It wasn't good, <laughs> and the atmosphere in the podcast itself wasn't like um, overly positive. But now. Everything I hear about Wednesday on Twitter, on podcasts, it's, you know, it's really positive. So I think it's, yeah, it's been good. Well, well, you know, on one side of you, you've got John, who's uh, low-key hilarious. And on the other side, you've got yeah. uh, the Liam Palmer Darren Moore fan club, uh, you know, chairman right there. So, you know what I mean? We're going to have a good time tonight. That's that's uh, oh, yeah. that's what's happening. So let's uh, let's get the football matters, chaps. Let's, uh, before we talk about, talk about, you know, finance management and ball shaving, um, get some adverts in. Now, now, Steve, talk to me about Charlton. Were you, was it a degree of trepidation going into this game or do you feel like, uh, you know, you, we were just going to go there and smash the back doors out of it? So, so to speak. Um, like, like, a bunch of, like a bunch of Geordies on a stag dump at Butlins wow. on an adult break. You're speaking from experience there. Listen, well, <laughs> I was young, I needed the money. I was... <laughs> Um, do you know what? In all seriousness, I think every game that we play at the moment against teams like Charlton, and I think Charlton are probably the most mid-table team that you can come across in the league at the moment, aren't they? They're, they're, they're sitting bang central. They've got nothing to play for. Uh, Blair was on with, with their fella from their podcast the other week, wasn't he? Um, and they were talking about it in the preview. They know that they're not going to go up. They know that they, they, they're, not, they're, they're, they're safe and secure in League One. Um, I think as a team, as a club, they are at the lowest point that they've ever been. I think he was saying on the podcast that, that, that we did, the preview show. Um, yeah. It's, th- it's those sort of things that, you know, all those sort of sides that you, you, you look at and you think, this is going to be the banana skin, don't you? you this is going to be the one where we're going to drop the points, where the, the, the run's finally going to come to an end. So I always have that. Um, that that sort of anxiety, if you like, that nervousness about when you play against a team like that, are we going to be up for it or is it going to be one of those understated, uh, below-par performances where things aren't clicking? Um, if it isn't happening in the first sort of two, three minutes at the moment, you know, generally speaking, people will start to, you can feel that negativity and that sort of trepidation is still there. But I thought I thought we started the game strongly on Saturday. I thought we, we you know, we controlled it first half. Um I, I had no sort of worries from the goal going in that we were we were going to go on and win the game. And I'd said before, and that you know it was a type of game where you know your your your, your past players come back to haunt you. I, I worried about Hector. I worried about Sean Clare getting up for it and being you know the the, the type of players that had uh, potentially you know cause a bit of an upset for us. But I think we dominated the game. I thought we were, although we didn't necessarily have all the possession. I thought everything that we did, we did well. Um, I, I can't remember uh, being worried about it in any way, shape or form. Or form. I thought the, the goal that we scored was absolutely phenomenal. Um, the way that uh, Michael Smith closed the ball down, um, broke to Bannon. Bannon's pinged a worldie. Windass has, has done bits with, with LP to Antic. Uh, played a little one-two. And then with the, the movement of, of the ball going forwards and... At that point, you thought we'd go on and, and, and maybe make a bit of a statement and win a, a bit of a procession. As comfortable as it was at 1-0, I thought, you know, I thought we could have potentially gone on and kicked on a little bit. Absolutely. Now, did you not feel that during the goal that Bannon, was it surprising for you that Bannon didn't pull the trigger? Like, I, I, I where he was, I thought, he's going to absolutely kick the back doors. He's going to smash that onion bag in yeah everything. yeah i know exactly what you mean but i think at, 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 this, at the same time it's testament to the fact that he, he knows what's going on around him mm-hmm. you know and the, 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 he, he was able to to, to get down he's, he's moved himself obviously upfield sort of 40 50 yards to, to go and join in again um but he clearly knew that there was his he, he, shape to it and he's got form for that little dummy ante where he could have moved it uh, where he's ended up moving it out i thought it was it was just great vision on his part his, his awareness um, typical Bannon, to be honest with you. We talk about it a lot, whether or not um, he is the player that we, that some of us have on a pedestal. I thought that 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 sort of movement, and I thought Bannon played really well um, on Saturday. There was a couple of plays, a couple of moments in the second half as well, where he's he's pulling the ball down the outside of his, his left foot and then pinging balls in. I, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal on the day. Well, he is. It's Barry Bannon, isn't he? He's a cheat code in this okay. league. Now, uh, John, you're right, pal. I've not spoke to you yet. It's been eight, it's been on eight minutes, and and there's not set out. Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, I just listened to, to Steve. Uh, yeah, I, I agree a lot. Like what he's saying there, I thought we were. Um, 
I thought we were excellent that first half down at um, down at Charlton. Um, I know as you get uh, the tweets and the messages when the team sheets come out, and we saw that Jaden Brown were playing, and a few people raised their eyebrows about that. Um, I forgot he still played for us. I'll not lie, yeah. I forgot. I forgot he was still still there. Yeah, he doesn't get many much much game time lately, but um, there were there were a few sort of eyebrows raised. But he, he had an absolutely brilliant game, didn't he? He had an assist. Should have had two. But um, Barber should have had two goals as well. Um, obviously, that first goal, like Stevie says, was uh, sublime, wasn't it? We just pulled them all over the pitch, and to such a degree that when Palmer receives the ball in the box, he's got nobody around him. Just takes his time and just slots it in the corner. Um, and, and then Brown again put, puts another good ball in for what should have been two. Um, Bannon hits the post. Um, thoroughly dominant. Should have gone into half-time at least 2-0, possibly 3. Um, and I think, you know, if you do that, it, it's a dead rubber second. Half. We probably just ping the ball about for 45 minutes until the ref just doesn't even play injury time because he's had enough. For it. And uh, we walk away, easy winners. But... Um, yeah, also I thought, like you said, the, at the moment there seems to be a headline a minute when it when it comes to Wednesday games because the you know it's a former player uh, coming up against a former player or a former manager or whatever, and you know Hector was t- Hector uh, Hector's turn this time, but Hector was, was okay. I think he made a couple of couple of dodgy mistakes, but got away with it. Um, but yeah, with it being the like the milestone, you know, if we don't lose this game, we, we get to twenty unbeaten. My only worry was because it was a milestone. We might just, you know, that might be the banana skin because it, it was there to grab a grab a record and and sort of etched out in history. But um, no, we were thoroughly dominant and uh, should have won by more. Really, I know we are we are mint now. John, just do me a favour. Can you just bring your microphone just closer to your face a little bit because it yeah, sounds like we've no got worries. you in the shed. Is that any better? Is that any better? It is a little bit better, yeah. I just, <laughs> I've just made a note at the time there, so I can cut this bit out, so it's all right. Um, all right. I'm, I'm fucking know what I'm doing, like you know what I mean. Now, uh, now, young George, this is this is your big moment, here, son. Um, so you know, um, we've got we've got twenty odd years on you. We've watched some shite, like John says. Uh, we, we've had some good times, don't get me wrong, but we were you know ten, eleven, twelve when when it was all happening, when it was fun. Um, and coming up to milestones and all the rest of it, you know that somebody's going to be wanting to take it, take it off us. Now, I'm just trying to get a, a seminence of of when you've been mega disappointed outside of 2016 and trudging down Wembley Way and all the rest of it. Um, you know, have you have you managed to pick up? I guess what I'm asking is, have you managed to pick up that sense of, uh, well, we're Wednesday, we're going to fuck it up at some point. Of course, I have. Yeah, I mean, like I only speaking to my dad about it the other week. He, he were a bit older than. You guys probably went Wednesday were at Wembley in '93 and stuff like that, um, but I were speaking to him about it, and I just I said like, it's, all my life I'm 22 now, it's just been disappointment watching Wednesday. Obviously, we went up in 2012. <laughs> that were very much obviously we went up in second, Pip United, which were great, but we didn't lift a trophy. I've never seen anyone lift a trophy at Wednesday, and. I think probably one of the earliest memories that I have of Wednesday just Wednesday blowing me out at water, really, when we went down against Crystal Palace. Um, Amazing. And we drew 2-2 two, two at home. And I remember Darren Pearce scoring, thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to get back in this. We're going to win the game, stay up. No, no. It doesn't happen. <laughs> it oh, the, happen. Uh, is that the end of 2010, the uh, Crystal Palace yeah. game? I thought, yeah. I genuinely, what was Darren Purse one? Remind me, because I remember thinking, was he like on the edge of the six and it came off his knee edge or something? Edge of the six, yeah. Came off his knee, into the back of the net. Still about 15 minutes left, you thought, well, we, we're still uh, in with a chance, but obviously it's never really been. As you said, Wembley, that's a bit recent, and that was, again, this, but you know what? You just think about it. There's been Wembley, there's been Huddersfield, there's been Sunderland last season. I'm just sick of it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I so let, let's let's come up to uh, to modern day matters now. Steve mentioned it there, Michael Hector. You know, a player that we were all clamouring yeah. to, to to get hold of on social media, and then he's gone to Charlton and not really set the world on fire. And then we've ended up with the uh, the Adonis himself, um, Aidan Beautiful Flint. Um, you know. We've had a bit of egg on our faces as fans, haven't we? I think we have, yeah. But I also think we dodged a bullet, really, with Michael Hector. I think 
yes, he was really good when he first came in. In 2019, I think he won the player of the season, 2018-19. He was excellent. You know, he was almost a joy to watch at centre-half. But that's now four years ago since he won that player of the season. He hasn't really had many regular minutes since. And I think if we were going to go in for him, in January, apparently he was wanting like quite a lot of money as well. Obviously, we don't know that because we're not his agent, but he was asking for a lot of money given the fact he's not actually had that much proper proper playing time. And to come into a side like Wednesday, you were at the top end of the table, it's getting to the sort of a tenth point in the season. I think we did well with going to get Aidan Flint instead because mm-hmm. he's a player with much more experience. He's a lot a lot older than Hector. And he's had League One experience before and, again, match fit. So I think we did the right thing because that'll be a similar wage that he's on as well, if you see what I mean. I think we dodged a bullet with that. Absolutely, I, absolutely. I, I, I've i actually written down, having a look at it, I wrote the words, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Hector was wank. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So, so I, what you mean, Steve? So what you mean? Yeah, honestly, um, I said he played like a man who sat on his ass for two years, and that's what it was. And so I, mm-hmm. I, I, I back everything George has said. Um, I think if you if you look at where we were three, four years ago when when Hector was here, and this is no slight, you know, we we revered, revered the bloke and we wanted him back. But if you if you sit and look at it in the cold light of day, we are a very different t- side to the the one that. Michael Hector played, we, we play a different style of football and Hector is almost a quarterback centre-half, isn't he, where he's going to get the ball, he's going to look to get it down, push it out of his feet, sort of four or five yards and see if he can lift the Hollywood ball 40, 50 yards down to somebody else. He, he's a long ball footballer and that's not me being critical in a neg- negative way of Hector. I just think we've evolved and we've moved on and I don't know necessarily, somebody will turn around and tell me that I'm wrong. I don't know necessarily that he fits into the style of play that, that we'd be looking to have. He, I'd almost wonder if he'd end up being a another another Shay Dunkley sort of type that's just going to get it and do what he does well and, and, and get the ball, you know, head it, hoof it, get it out of play. Whereas, you know, even even the likes of like Iorfa were encouraging to, you know, try and get the ball down and play and do bits. Um, and like George said, I wonder if um, it would have been counterproductive bringing him in. Um, at the stage that he was at, the level of fitness that he was at, because he he didn't look like he could match any of our strikers. And, you know, I think I probably agree with George. It's a bullet dodge, to be honest with you. So, good bit of business. And it, it's testament to Darren Moore that he's done due diligence on the players that we've been looking at and we've been linked in with, gave him an opportunity to come into the club. Um, it hasn't worked for whatever reason. Wish him well, because that period that he was there, and we, you know, he, was, he got the player of the year. You know, we all we we all clamoured for him coming back and doing that again. But if you look at it, it, it obviously wasn't the right fit for us. Well, yeah, it's rubbish now. So uh, you know. <laughs> now, now, John um, Dominic Iorfa played again. Solid game at the back. Do you reckon we're starting to get the Dominic Iorfa pre-injury, or you know, is he is it taking him a while to get back in his stride, or do you just think they didn't really test him? I think he is slowly starting to regain his um, his form. Uh, obviously, he's got his fitness back. It's still great to see that when the most dangerous attackers are, were, were threatening us, he got the pace to keep up with them. He got the pace to get back and clear things. Um, he's such a such a great trait to have as a centre half to have pace because it gets you out of trouble, and it, it, it also you know negates some of their biggest threats. And I think there are a couple of moments in that game where. One of their wingers were tried to knock it past him and beat him for pace, and they were having none of it. And he he, he matched him all the way and shielded it out for the goal kick. And I thought that that's the that's the thing that we miss when with Dominic for that that brilliant recovery pace. And um, I think he's he's starting to slot in well again now. Um, and I think he's had to buy his time and he's, he's struggled a bit with 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 fitness, but he seems to be coming back to something like the Dominic Iofa that we. Uh, that we remember when we first got him from Wolves, I think it were. Um, so yeah, I think I think the, there's positive signs there for you, and uh, one may continue. Well, absolutely. And then the rest of the team it is what it is. You know, you've got Walks, uh, Walks, <laughs> Walks, Bannon, and Byers in the uh, in in the, in the middle of the park there, and then you've got um, Windass supporting Smith in that kind of. What do you kids call it now, George? Uh, the, the the attacking midfielder centre. We used to call it number eight, but I think you call it number ten now, don't you? 
Yeah, it's number 10. Number when 10. did that change? Did, did you lads get an email when they changed that? Where <laughs> it, it went from attacking midfielder centre across Champo, and then all the kids on the park started calling it Cam. Before that, it was number eight, and then now it's number 10. Number 10 to us, George, used to be the big shit kicker. You know, like yeah. the Emil Heskey next to the Michael Owen type of, type of player. That was number 10. And then now... You know, Duncan Ferguson was a number ten or nine. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to get into semantics, lads. It's boring. So um, now, George, we, you know, we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up Charlton. Now, you know, is did it look like a comprehensive enough one nil victory? Did it look like we could have got some more? Is is one nil enough? Did they look like scoring? You know what I mean? We're top of the league, lads. For fuck's sake, cheer up, like you know. Yeah, I think it was. Um, it was comprehensive enough. I thought. Um, I, I, to be honest, I don't get to go away that much because of my points. So it was nice to actually go to Charlton on Saturday, um, have about fifty beers or whatever it were. I don't know what I had. <laughs> so the uh, game on, through a on. bit we of blurry to, vision. We need to check here. How much were you paying for a pint? Oh God! Um, so I think the more more shocking thing just before the pint is um, how much do you reckon a sausage roll was? Hang on. I live in Brighton. Don't come at me about your sausage roll prices. Right. So is this the quiz for tonight? <laughs> this is the quiz. Like, so yeah. How much is Greg's pasties now? Up north, you're used to paying a quid for sausage rolls, right? One pound twenty, something like that. Yeah, in Greg's. Now down here, it's not just a Greg sausage roll, is it? It's it's hand reared, locally sourced uh, shit on toast, wrapped up in puff pastry, right? <laughs> Now, I'm going to go, I bet it was about three and a half quid. Um, it was £4.95. Jesus fucking wept. That's expensive. <laughs> and, and and bear in mind as well, it's not like Charlton's a nice place in London, is it? No, no, you no. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's not That's like well. people are queuing up to go down the... <laughs> well, where are we going to lay Tarquin? Well, we're going to get on the Thames and float to Charlton to go, to go into the valley. And now, <laughs> serious, how terrifying is that away end? You know, over, the, over this season, our... Our away and has come under some scrutiny from Newcastle and randomly port bloody Vale, right? How terrifying is that one? Yeah, it it was pretty terrifying. Like not in the aspect that it were overcrowded, but you couldn't. Frankly, you couldn't see shit. Like <laughs> I'm being serious. So like, obviously you have the Copper Hills where every, if people stand up, you can see the goal in front of you. You can see the goal clearly at the cop end. You could not see the cop. Uh, the, the goal at the end for Wednesday. So you could only see the top half, basically, with the crossbar. You couldn't see anything. Obviously, the bar at half-time was overcrowded, but apparently the other bar at the other end was empty. So I think a lot of us made a bit of a mistake, really, at half-time on Saturday. <laughs> there was uh, Last time I went to Charlton, I don't know, it's been a number of years, actually. We For this show, we went behind the bar in some ropey East End boozer. And uh, it was Gary Hooper's first... Um, First game for us, and he did. I think we got spanked three 0 or we beat them. No, I think we got beat three 0 or three. I can't remember. We got beat, and um, and there was this bloke behind me slagging off Gary Hooper the entire time because he thought obviously he was just going to hit the ground running. And then there was another guy next to me. Shut up! You know what I'm talking about? He's right, good Gary Hooper. What you about? And uh, and so these other lads who were slagging him off just started singing Gary Hooper's dad, Gary Hooper's dad. I'm stood next to. Gary Hooper's that, and every time I hear Gary Hooper's name, that song plays in my head. You know, <laughs> um, so well, that's Charlton for you. You know what I mean? Terrible away end, expensive show, uh, things, and it's a bit of a fire risk when you're trying to get in and out and put the kettle on. Right then, so now, George, as you're new to the show, I'm going to explain something to you. Um, as part of Stevie coming back this season, he gets five minutes on his own uh, just to talk and wax lyrical about Liam Palmer when he's played well. Uh, when he's played shite, uh, he goes missing. Uh, probably don't come on that week. Uh, however, this time round, he's had a good game. So uh, I'm going to get the music out now, and we'll uh, we'll go for fanfare. The common man from Stevie Spence about Liam Palmer. <laughs> He, let's, how good was he on Saturday, though? Genuinely, right. I, I, you were drunk. Shut up. <laughs> I tell no, you, let me tell you, actually, right, so so when Liam Palmer was playing really well, I was watching Bobby Davro, right? <laughs> Bobby Davro. Come at me, bro. You know, I was watching, <laughs> right, he's still alive. He was off his face, chewing his absolute... Well, may or may not have been on the narcotics, allegedly. And, um, and, he, and when I walked in, 
he was doing a Cliff Richard impression. Now, bear in mind, it's a 90s break. Everybody in there doesn't know who Cliff Richard is. I mean, even even for the, even me, Cliff Richard is a bit too old. And then after that, he went into a Stephen Hawkins impression. True story, right? And then he did a load of Porky Pig impressions. And then, and then he did a song where he changed the lyrics to go to, to, to kind of berate people who get offended by things because, you know, that's a good way of combating it, complaining about it, innit? And it was, um, it was in the style of Randy, uh, Randy Newman who did the, uh, the Toy Story. You got offended me. But he sang that about, you get offended. It was, uh, it was night of entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to need you to remind me, Stevie, and tell me, tell me how he did. Um, Listen, it, it, it was a game um, Saturday that was that just typified how essential the guy is uh, in all seriousness. Um, that team sheet comes out at two o'clock, and you, you know there, there were a couple of rumours. I'd heard a rumour about half an hour before. I'm not ITK or anything like that, but heard that Reese James wasn't going to play. And then all of a sudden, people start talking about who's going to play where, what's going to be happening. Um, What's the lineup going to be? We're going to go to a four, which I, I think would be counterproductive. We've got a really good um, sort of synchronicity with the team at the moment. I think it, it looks really smooth. Um, he started out wide right. He, he can play centre half anywhere in that back three. He can play. Um, the fact that he's gone out to to the left hand side um, in the second half is just testament to the versatility versatility of the bloke. Let's be right. He's gone out there. He's gone right. Right wing back, uh, he's ended up playing left wing back. We thought he was going to play centre half, and not one person has batted an eyelid. And that, you know, that's just how it is. The guy, the guy can play anywhere at the moment uh, across that back five, and nobody's going to have any qualms, questions, complaints about what he's doing. Um, most com- most consistent player at the club. Uh, there's not a player in the team that's more consistent than him. Um, I thought the composure for the goal for somebody who's a, a defender that's only scored that what is it four or five goals? I think it is. Um, or it's four this season, isn't it? But he's, he's effectively doubled his tally. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's gone in there, he's found himself that that far advanced, taken a touch, slotted it into the bottom corner, um, like a you know, like a, a season centre forward, to be honest with you. And then he's gone again um, and forced a decent save out of the goalkeeper. Um, I thought he was outstanding, um, comfortably my man of the match on Saturday, um, and that's you know the par for the course at the moment. Um, I think he's outstanding. Um, I don't know what more to say, to be honest with you. I just think he's great. Uh, do you know what? I, I should I should put all these together through the season and just watch the excitement build through. You know what I mean? But ladies and gentlemen, that was our LP2 soapbox. I'll get a, I'll get a theme tune lined up. Uh, we'll, we'll go through that. Now, uh, in, in the interim, is, is some word from our sponsors. Balls. Ghoulies. Champs. Tackle, knackers, chaise long and armchairs, dangleberries. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Cojones, pebbles, gonads, plums, family jewels, brass clankers. The fourth generation trimmer features our cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's also waterproof and has a 4K LED spotlight if you need a more advanced shave. Eggs. Itchy and scratchy, Mitchell Brothers. Jewels. Hanging brain. Twin bank robbers. Chaps. Walnuts. Gobstoppers. Gooseberries. Stabilizers. The Manscaped 4.0 bundle. It reduces your risk of getting an ingrowing hair. It keeps them clean. It keeps them tidy. And it also increases your chance of fellatio by about 15%. That works out about 2% if you're uh, if you're married. So, you know. Anyway, enter the code TWW20 into the checkout. That's TWW20 into the checkout. And you can get yourself a 20% discount. Not too shabby, eh? For our European listeners, Velata Testicular... So yes, uh, buy ball trimmers, and uh, this this show is not brought to you by Butlin's Family Ent- Entertainment Resorts, Gegness. Uh, so, <laughs> so right now, there's people listening at home. Uh, I tell you what, let, before we get into the quiz, because I know I know people start waiting for it. Does anybody want to add, John? Do you want to come in and I want you to try and sum up 
Darren Moore's two-year tenure in charge of Sheffield Wednesday. I feel like we should talk about that because for a quarter of it, he was pish, or maybe even for half of it, he was pish. I mean, how, how did you see it? It's funny because I remember um, I remember you were doing one of your podcasts that you did when you were doing the Facebook Live one and you were asking you know people to submit comments and all that. I was in, I was in the chat and uh, it was before we appointed Darren Moore and I said on the chat, what about going for Darren Moore? His stock seems to be rising. And we ended up going for him. And then I thought, oh, I've dropped a ballock here. You know, like you said, after, <laughs> after a few games and that, half of the season, and I thought, it's just not working, is it? It's just not... I don't know. I'm a bit disappointed. Here. I thought it'd do a bit better, but what one of the things that it did do well from the get-go was the recruitment and convincing players to sign from us. Dropping players who were dropping down leagues, like mm. George Byers coming from the Championship, so yeah, I'll, I'll come down to League One and play for you, uh, Darren. And one or two other players that you, you know you were a bit surprised that they'd sign for us in League One. So that, that recruitment at some point or other were going to pay dividends because they were good players. You can see it; they're just too good for the division. Uh, getting Volks in um, to pair with Barry Bannon and and then obviously George Byers coming in as well. So slowly started to turn, didn't it? And um, and and obviously we messed about with the system a little bit. We started, you know, we were doing four and then going to threes and then back to four. Had a lot of injury problems, but he slowly but surely turned it turned it around and turned a lot of fans' um, opinions around on him. Uh, there'll still be odd one as soon as this unbeaten run's gone. Still be somebody ringing Radio Sheffield up saying time for the change, need somebody to get us over the line, blah blah blah. But I think you know he's 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 earned his stripes with us. He's in um, he's really changed a lot of fans' minds, including my anxiety my doubts. But I'm you know barring a massive collapse, it looks like it looks like we're going to have a positive positive end to the season. I'm not going to say where we're going to finish because I don't want to jinx us, but I think we'll be happy at the end of the season. Well, I you know I I don't. Yeah, George will definitely not know, but I don't think I've seen us just run away with it. I remember the the season when I was about 12, 13, when we went down to Division 2 in old money and then went back to Division 1 when we had essentially our first division team. Like Nilsson stayed with us and, and all the rest of it. And then we went up and then won the won the cup. Um, so, you know, I remember that, but I don't remember a season where we've absolutely rinsed it. Now... George, I promise there's some good times coming. Like, yeah, I know it's been 30 years and, you know, you were minus 10 when last time something was fun. Uh, but what I, no, I mean, tell me what your perception of uh, Darren Moore's two years in charge has been. The, to be honest, it's very interesting that um, <clears throat> my perception of it. When he first came in, I was um, stunned almost because I thought Neil Thompson were doing an okay job at the time. Um, I think. Honestly, talking about the first like, season he was in charge, that whole season you could do a 10-hour length episode on that about how bad that season was. Just I think general. we did. I think it was the end of season two where I lost my mind <laughs> and just went, fuck this, and then let Vic take over. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you had about 30 people on, if I can remember. But... Oh, and didn't did we have didn't we have a player on? Did we have Miguel Yera? Uh, yeah, Miguel Yera, yeah. And who was, yeah, who was uh, Craig, Craig Rodecastle. Craig, Craig Rodecastle was there, and they're just chatting it away, and I'm like, Fucking hell! I, I, I jump sideways. I, I <laughs> yeah, can't yeah. remember if it were, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm. I'm. I can't remember if I did, but I might have slagged off Chancery or something like that. And then Liera just went for me head. <laughs> oh, oh no! It was the other way around. I backed up Chancery, and Liera just went for me head like like he went next. <laughs> oh, week. was that the point um, where he decided he's going to put his name in the hat for for being the next manager? And he'd said something. Him and Jose Semedo were setting yeah, up for someone. Yeah. Get me and Jose in. <laughs> I'm going to call this one Beef with Lara. That's going to be the name of the show. So uh, look out for that. I enjoy that. So sorry, carry on, George. No, yeah, as I was saying. So yeah, when he first came in, like, he, um, I thought it were a bit of a shock appointment, really, because I didn't expect it. Don't think anyone did. I think it took us all by surprise. But um, his first season, obviously, proper season was last season. Because I'm not on the sort of brigade that think that Darren Moore took us down. I really don't. There were so many factors in that. Um, Obviously, Darren Moore ultimately was the manager when we went down, but it weren't his fault as far as I'm concerned. Um, his first season, I think it was very shaky. We had the soft embargo, um, so we couldn't really sign that We didn't great know anything players. about until we came out of it, right? Of course, yeah. But obviously, we picked up the likes of Byers. Um, obviously, there's quite a few more, but on top of my head, um, I haven't written any notes, so it's going to be quite difficult. 
But I just I just draw pictures of spunking dicks, mate. You know, I make yeah, it look like yeah, I'm yeah. writing notes, but all this probably is, get more from that than me notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, shaky last season. We didn't really know what to expect from League One last time we were in it. We were in 2011, 2012. This season, um, I think at the start of the season, I still wasn't convinced by Darren Moore. Up to as late as December, I wasn't convinced by Darren Moore. If I'm being is very this honest. the is is this the one? I think it was Biggie retweeted the uh, on Twitter retweeted the the draw with Oxford, and the comments on that were absolutely the comments on it abhorrent. Yes. And yeah. you go, good lord, look at that! And that was it, and at the time it was only about four weeks prior, right? And then we yeah. were still on essentially still on one of the biggest unbeaten runs that we've had in a number of years. And even then, as back as December, I think people just went, oh, do you know what? He's the gaffer. Let's get behind him. And he's, he's been yeah. there, you know, 20, 22 months by, by this point. Yeah, it's um, it, it was the Oxford game. That's what I'm talking about, where we drew nil-nil. And I thought, you know, well, are we going to go up? What's going to happen from here? And at that Oxford game, weirdly enough, when they had that 93rd-minute penalty, um, I didn't even see the penalty taken. So... I was on the left side at Cop, and obviously straight out up to Parkatel. I was straight in before penalty had probably even been took. But then, um, you know, looking at Twitter, the replies, he, he, more were getting loads of sort of comments about him. And I think it was a couple of weeks later when I thought, you know what, actually, he's done a good job here. You know, he's steadied the ship. We're looking all right. And um, obviously now I won't look back, to be honest. And I think. Obviously, the question is like, what was the question in the first place about? Just look, um, just looking back on his time, mate, and I think yeah. you summed it up absolutely brilliantly. I think, yeah. I, think I think you're right. Now, Steve's going to pile on for ten minutes, so if you want to get a drink, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I was going to ask you the question just off the back of what he said. Do you um, do you think that penalty um, and the fact that the penalty was saved? Do you think that's a turning point? Weirdly, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I think who saved it? Even... Who saved it? Cameron Dawson. Your mate. Your mate. Yeah, he, he saved it. And then, as I say, it, and at that point, I would, because the game was that bad that day, I just thought, usually I stay for all the big moments <laughs> and stuff like that. I don't mind like staying, but I thought, you know what? Sod this. I'm going to pub. So I walked out <laughs> before even penalty were took. And then I heard a big roar and he'd saved it. And I thought, oh, thank God for that. I've not but missed then, out. But yeah, I do think it were a turning point, really. I, I, don't, it, I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. I thought it was weeks before. I'm not, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think it was a safe penalty by Cameron Dawson, who slagged me off on the internet on iTunes <laughs> that everybody else will see. Uh, so, <laughs> so, right, let's move on. Now, George, I've just realised the quiz that I've picked, you might be at a disadvantage for. Uh, right. So my apologies in this right. because, um, you know, these are always a bloody nightmare. Uh, in fact, so tell me about Ash's quiz, Steve. What happened? Were you there for that one? Yeah, he's blocks a fucking idiot, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, so was it last week, the week before? Rashid decided he's going to do a quiz where he wants us to come up with the player of the year. Um, right. Every every player of the year since two thousand. Oh no, sorry, nineteen ninety. I think. <laughs> anyway, we've done them, right. um, and we've gone round. It was me, Ben, and Simon, I believe. Simon's gone out early. Um, I've played That's the band. That is shocking information. I, well, I'm going to have to write that down. Simon well, goes out early on the quiz. <laughs> Never seen that before. Didn't happen. He's on the slide, bless him. You know what I mean? Mate, mate I've, I've, I've decided to play the Bannon card in round three. And then Ash has gone, Barry Bannon. And this happened. Barry Bannon has never been player of the year. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so we've scrolled through, he's read them all, and then he stops in 2020. It turns out Barry Bannon's won Player of the Year the last two years. So I've gone out <laughs> yeah. and I'll Ben's declared the winner. He's arms raised and all of that shit. And um, I was still in. So I'm claiming it. I won that one. <laughs> Jesus. We, we fully sourced our quizzes, ladies and gentlemen, don't we? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so that one, I assume that wasn't one from our local quiz master, Martin Beebe, who keeps sending us. Uh, that, was, that was one that Ash found himself, right? Uh, I believe so. I don't know where he's got it from, but Jesus Christ. He said, it, the, the, oh, in fact, he did. He went to the website that I was looking at stops in 2020. Sick. Sick one. Okay. All right. So, lads. Right. So, I've got this one. It's fairly self-explanatory. Uh, it is, not explain in front of me, uh, it is just literally as simple as most Premier League appearances. That's it. Right. So, 
We were in the Premier League for a period. Uh, so it's obviously post 92. Who's had the most Premier League appearances? So I'm going to go around the room. It's going to go Stevie. It's going to go George. It's going to go John. So, Steve, in a rare opportunity, you get to go first. Dap me up, son. Peter Atherton. Peter Atherton is at number two on the list with 214. George, go on then. So, right. So, Premier League appearances from Sheffield yeah, Wednesday Premier player. See, the thing is, I can actually have a good go at this, I'm pretty sure. Go on. Uh, Dap me up. Oh, maybe not. Don't um, forget, sir. I'm just going to go with one that I know, John Sheridan. John Sheridan is there on the list with 100 appearances. John? Um, Nigel Worthington. Nigel Worthington. Let me look, just have a bit of a scroll here. Nigel, Nigel Worthington is there with 71 appearances. Nice one. Right then. So, Steve, we're back to you. Des Walker. Des Walker is top of the list with 264 Premier League appearances. I assume that might... Does that... Oh, 93 to 2000. He was there for like seven years. Of course he were. Right then, George, back to you. Roland Nielsen. Roland Nielsen. I've seen him. I've seen him. He's definitely on this list. 70 appearances. He's there, 92 to 94. John, we're back to you. Um, Carlton Palmer. Carlton Palmer. He's got to be, Annie. He's got to be there. I've got, I'm going to roll to the top of the list there. Hang on, here he is. Hang on, come on. He's got to be here. There he is. 71 appearances. Same as Nigel Worthington. Steve. Mark Bright. Mark Bright, Bright, Bright. He's got to be near the top, Annie. There he is. 133 appearances. Mark Bright. George, back to you. John Hawks. John Arks. John Arks. That's a, that's a big shout, that one. John Arks. John Arks. Here we go. I'm still going down. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, there's something wrong here. I don't think it's all... What? That can't be right. Did Danny Sonner play for us when we were in the Premier League? No. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> How is he there? Someone, someone, someone's stitching me up there. Uh, just looking at my list here that I've been sent out. You can't. Uh, it turns out you can't trust the internet. John Ox is there on twenty nine. Could be bullshit. Never know. John. David Hurst. Uh, David Hurst. I need to scroll to the top here. That's got to be a big one. One hundred and five appearances for Sheffield Wednesday. Stevie. Waddle. Chris Waddell. One hundred nine appearances. George. I'm running out of names. Um. Oh. They're these lads are literally just naming the starting eleven from nineteen ninety-three. Well, I'm um, sorry, man. Yeah. Sorry? We've had Mark Bright already. We've had Mark Bright already, yeah. Okay. Um have we had Des Walker? I'm guessing we have. We've had Des Walker, he was top of the list, yeah. I need to start listening. Um Yeah. <laughs> In fact, as soon as I started presenting this show, I stopped listening to it. So, yeah, it's probably right. Go on. Go on. Five-second warning, pal. Come on. That feel yes, bless him. Oh, I'll have, have to go to the next one. Now, stab in the dark, pal. Come on. Come on. <laughs> go on. Just give me one. Any name. Name one from before you were born. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to engineer. Sorry, George, yeah, yeah. mate. I'm gonna have to strike you out, pal. Right, John, go on. Finish me off. Great. CBW is there on 109 appearances, being on the show. Stevie, dap me up. Kevin Pressman. Kevin Pressman is 207 appearances. There we are. John. Graham Hyde. Graham Hyde. Hyde. 159 appearances. Stevie. Ooh, you. Motherfucker, I had that one. Uh, Carboni. Benito Carboni, 96 appearances. John. Decania. PDC, uh, 41 appearances. Steve. Oh, God, Mark Pembridge must have played more than that. Pembo, 93. John. Um... Mark de Greiser. Mark de I think I've seen him on this list as I've been as I've been scrolling up and uh, any of these names mean anything to you, George? <laughs> <laughs> Mark de Greiser is on the list. Yeah. I feel a million years when you're sat there going, I can't think of any of these players, and I'm looking, I'm going, well, I could name I could name, you know, in the shot at the beginning of the season where they're all I, I used to be able to tell him every player. Go on, Steve. 
Stefanovic. Dejan Stefanovic, a man who should never have had a career in the Premier League like he did with 66 appearances. John? Nicholas Alexanderson. Nicholas Alexanderson, also been on the show. 75 appearances. Steve? Andy Booth. Andy Booth is on the list. He is 115 appearances. John? I'm going to go with the goalkeeper, Chris Woods. Chris Woods. Hang on. So we had Kevin Pressman earlier on. Is Chris Woods on the list? Chris Woods. I can't see him on the first time round here. Hang on. Bloody minute. Chris Woods. Chris Woods. Oh, yeah. Chris Woods. Sorry. 66 appearances there. My apologies. John, give you the shits there, didn't I? Steve. <laughs> Ian Nolan. Ian Nolan, the top of the list right now as it stands, apart from the players who've already had 165 appearances. The the absolute mega fullback. Uh, best one to ever play for Sheffield Wednesday, isn't it, Steve? <laughs> apart, apart from Roland Nilsson. Uh, go on. Uh, oh. John. John. Um, John Newsom. John Newsom. John Newsom. Let's have a scroll. Let's have a scroll. Any of these meaning out to you, George? I know John Newsom is on BBC Sheffield a lot, isn't he? <laughs> I asked him if he got uh, distracted by Emma Jones's shirt potatoes on this very show. 54 appearances, Stevie. True story. Oh, God. I just had one and forgot it. Yeah. Gerald Sibon. Ooh, la la, Sibon. Was that the song? Is that what we sang? It was, wasn't it? Ooh, la la, Sibon. 28 oh. appearances. Stop Stop saying, oh, you've already said them. It's, it's goading you, John. It's go this is going on, isn't it? Let's, let's, let's have on. a quick fire. On. I've go got on. them on. I've got them on. Go on, John. Go on, John. Come on, John. Uh, Vim Yonk. Vim Yonk. Vim Yonk is there. 68. Did he play for 68? I, I don't trust this list much, if I'm honest. I had Danny Sonner on there. So go on, Stevie. Phil King. Phil King. Phil King. He's got to be here, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Phil King. Phil King. Phil King. Oh, he's not here. Hang on. Shut up. He's got to be. <laughs> You're trying to tell me Vim Yonk's played more football in Premier League for Wednesday than Phil King. Apparently, he's not on my list. He's not. He's, he's just not here. I wonder if he was in place of Danny Sonner. I'll tell you what, shall I just do a quick, uh, a quick Google search? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Phil King. I wonder the bottom of the list. He's there. He did go quite early, didn't he? I think he was at Villa in sort of 93, 94. So, and he's had an injury. So, he might, I, I might yeah, be wrong. The bottom of the list here is Scott Oakes on 24 appearances. So, you know what I mean? He's got like, you know what I mean? Uh, Phil King, Sheffield Wednesday, 129 between 89 and 94. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to give you Phil King because it's definitely right. So, go on, John. Uh, Peter Shirtliff. Okay, I'm, I'm, why am I looking at you? I shouldn't be looking at you. I've got the wrong thing up. Peter Shirtliff. Here we go. Here we go. I'm afraid there's no Peter Shirtliff, mate. Uh, Peter Shirtliff is out. We've got some big names that we haven't said here. Uh, so, uh, Steve, get this one right and you can run away with it, mate. Gilles the Builder. Safe one. Played a safe one with 38 appearances. Gilles the Builder. Now, John, uh, you, you, I'm afraid you did come in second place. However, you know, this could be bollocks because it didn't have Phil King on it. But uh, some <laughs> of the names that are Danny wrong. Sonner on it. <laughs> yeah, it had Danny Sonner on it. Some of the uh, some of the some of the names we've not got. We didn't get Guy Whittingham, which is uh, which is odd. Wow. Uh Mark Pembridge, Lee Briscoe, Andy Inchcliffe, Petter Rudy, Andy Pierce, Emerson Tome, Andy Sinton, Richie Humphries, Flash Gordon, Stephen Nicol, Pavel Cernicek. Did he play for us in the Premier League? Yeah. 96, Reggie, 97. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Reggie Blinker, Ryan Jones, Dan Pet Rescue, Paul Warris, Wayne Collins, Gemmo, Magilton, Cresswell, Anderson, Wilson, and Stevie Aslam. God, that went on for a while, didn't it? Thanks for staying with us. <sighs> right then. So what we got? Where are we? Where are we? Right, let's uh, let's talk about Peterborough coming up. Now, George, you've not spoke for ages because he was reminiscing about the old days and the players they remember. How do, how do you find Peterborough? Is it one of those games that's got a potential uh, banana skin to it? Or do you reckon we'll just dispatch them like a Morecambe or a Chelton? I think, um, I, d I think it'll be relatively tough, to be honest. I don't think uh, it'll be mm -hmm. that easy. Peterborough in eighth, so half-decent side. I drew nil-nil with Charlton, though, yesterday and had a man sent off. Now, going into it on Saturday, obviously Wednesday, 20 unbeaten. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It is 20, isn't it now? Yeah. Um, 
I think I'm quietly confident that we can take Peterborough at home. Obviously, we lost to him earlier in the season, but Reese James did get sent off like relatively early doors. Went on to lose 2-0. Um, mm. I'm pretty sure they have Marriott playing for him, who played for us. He plays for somebody like that, doesn't he? I think he's, gone so, to yeah. he's gone to Fleetwood. That's where he is. Oh, he's gone is to Fleetwood. That's right. right. That's right. Uh, hang on, Steve. I'm going to bleep that out. We're not talking about that team anymore. <laughs> I'm done with him. I'm done with talking about bloody Ben. ben. <laughs> it, it's a. I don't know. It's quite a tough game to talk about, really, because I, I think it could be a potential banana skin if it wants to be. But with mm. how Wednesday have been playing as of recently, and now we've approached games. I'm just very confident that I, I can't see Wednesday losing. Like All right. I can see us drawing. Well, tell you what, then give me a so, prediction, then pal. Tell me, tell me how you're feeling. Tell me how you think it's gonna go. All right, yeah. Um, I think as we've done quite a lot this season, I think Wednesday will go one nil up. Um, and I think we'll probably see game out from there. If I'm being honest, I think we're good defensively <laughs> this season, and obviously we can hold on to a one nil lead very mm. well. Um, yeah, yeah. As we've seen many times, and I think Peterborough will have a good many go times this season. Uh, you know what I mean? I, yeah, hold yeah, on yeah. to a one nil win prior to this season. Not so much. Yeah, it weren't gonna happen. Obviously, it happened at Wickham, Charlton, mm-hmm. when we've gone one nil up very early doors. Plymouth, Plymouth at home. Yeah, seen it out. Um, but no, I think if we do get that first goal in that game, I do think we'll go on to win. So that's how I see it. I've, okay. So. Okay, fair enough. John, uh, what do you think? Peterborough, shit place to go. Is is Ferguson in charge again? Is he still there or has he been sacked again? Is is Barry Fry still chairman? I mean, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, I don't know. That's uh, the only thing I think about with Peterborough is that they try and win every game 5 4, like Kevin Keegan with Newcastle in the 90s. Ferguson's in charge and Barry Fry's knocking about somewhere, probably selling scrap out the back. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I think about when I think of Peterborough. Um, obviously, they, they sent a bit of a they had a bit of a statement result, didn't they? Uh, thrashing Plymouth, who were in second place, and uh, fighting for us at this moment in time for that top spot. So they've obviously made a few headlines. They, they are the perennial uh, team that, that scores a lot, concedes a lot, win games five four, lose them five two, win them five two, whatever. So, but our defense is still, I think, the best in the league. We've still got all these. Um, record clean sheets under his belt as well. Um, so I don't. And we're at home, so I'm not. I'm not too worried what they did uh, at their gaff. I think coming up to Hills was a different proposition. I think we're in great form. I can see us winning four four one. Four one is that is that four what you're one. going for? Four going one. Four one. Yeah, they're going to get. We're going to flex his muscle and show him. You know, we're not Plymouth. We're Sheffield Wednesday. Four one. All right, fair enough. Uh, just just having a look here, folks. There is not a pop world in Peterborough, so you're going to have to plan your night out if you are staying over. Now, Stevie, what have you got? Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Peterborough is only about an hour and a half away from Butlin's Family Entertainment Resorts, I guess. So, we're at home. There is a pop world in Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> but if you... That's only about one hour, 45 minutes oh, from Butler's. I, think that's the, results, I, I genuinely think that's the first time you've done that this season. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Everybody. <laughs> Shit. I can, do you know what? I can remember, because we went to Peterborough, it absolutely pissed it down. Um, coming out of Sheffield and driving down, it was absolutely horrendous. Um, and I think I put in the chat, like, George is 22, so he's no experience of... Um, Sheffield Wednesday in the Premiership. My right. little one um, is it's a second season, so we've we've done playoff season one. Um, she hasn't seen us lose more than two, maybe three times. And one of the times that she saw us lose, we went to Peterborough at the start of the season. Um, she absolutely buzzing, an away day. It was the second one she did. MK Dons last year. It was the first one this season. Um, she's only eight. George, bless her. Um, she's no idea what heartache and supporting the chip football team because she's absolutely it's a form of child abuse taking you (laughs) she's absolutely convinced she's convinced that we're on a level with manchester city man united and arsenal because she just doesn't know so she's is that the uh, cps yeah Yeah, i've just i've got a phone call can we uh can we we get can we get molly and olivia taking off here somewhere (laughs) (laughs) she's been taking them to wednesday games and but yeah um now um i've just had a quick look 
they don't do well against uh, teams at the top of the table, to be honest with you. Um, they've ended up, obviously, they beat Plymouth uh, 5-2, but they've been dipped by... Yeah, they don't do well against teams, but they beat Plymouth. But previously to that, if you'd let me finish, you know... <laughs> This Say. show is brought to you by Butlin's family. <laughs> they've lost 5 0 at home to Bolton. They've, they've lost to Ipswich. They've lost to Barnsley. They they, they lose to everybody bar, mm-hmm. bar Plymouth. So if you want to take Plymouth being as a, a, a bit of a banana skin, um, and they're mid table in the form. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm taking it all with a, a pinch of salt. I, 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 we can't keep winning, can we? Right. So what are you saying? Draw? Are you saying defeat? What are you saying? Scrappy draw. Scrappy draw, like a one-all? Yeah. Oosh. I'm going to go 2-0. I think we'll smash them 2-0. Now, now I know we're at home. I think we'll do them. <laughs> 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 I, I think we'll do them 2-0. Now, listen, I ain't got much to uh, much to talk about today, apart from, obviously, uh, my big weekend where I've got a croaky voice. But there's one thing on Twitter that's absolutely caught my attention and uh, I think it's currently under the hashtag come on Wednesday now Sheffield Wednesday fan on Twitter Gaz Robinson has for some reason been uh, been videoed by his mate Deck and obviously bantering away like you know what I mean and he's just stood there and shouted come on Wednesday in quite a uh, are you allowed to say camp anymore? In a you know, in a high pitched, effeminate voice is uh, is is what he's uh, is what he's done, and the uh, the pylon on Twitter the last couple of weeks has been outstanding, and I don't know if any of you guys have been saying it at work randomly all day because I know I have. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. I've got kids looking at me going. See, <laughs> the shoulders start going. The, my favourite's obviously Matt Exton, where he's uh, he's yeah. managed to su- superimpose it into the Netflix program Wednesday. But there's some absolute corkers on there. So have a look on uh, on his timeline because I think he's retweeted. He's taking it all in, all in very good stride. Bless him. Um, you know, even when some of the other teams have piled, I think Grimsby Town used it, didn't Grimsby, they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, so he's doing, all, he's doing all right, this guy, because he he's the fellow that did the Famewell song, isn't he? Oh, so, is that the Femewell guy yeah, as well? Yeah, he's he's the Femewell lad. So, so he's, hang on he's, then. I, be, I better restart that then. So Internet Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> sensation has overtaken uh, Stevie Spence and his uh, LP2 fan club in being the uh, top viral celebrity of uh, of the Sheffield Wednesday echelon. So uh, well done, Gaz, after taking over. Does that, does that mean the song's going to change now? Then now we know he's, you know, responsible for this song. So it's Femewell. And then we, we get to... Come on Wednesday. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's probably that's probably what's gonna happen. Oh, come on Wednesday. Oh, come on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure that's what's gonna happen now, isn't it? That's 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 how the song's gonna go. So listen, George, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a lot for joining us this evening. Yeah. Steve, John, thanks a lot. Pleasure as always. Um in the meantime, I'll uh, you know I'll see you at the top of the league. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Um, I absolutely stitch you up with this question, Anna. <laughs> you know, like when you, when you when were you about thirteen? So we're talking, well, you know, about ten years ago. So if I'd have looked at the twenty-two, twenty-three, at twelve slash thirteen season, you'd be absolutely showing us up. But I've stitched you right up with this, Anna. Go on. <laughs> Are we talking before our ball and is this player around or I can I not ask that, is it? I think it's I think all of this was before you were born, mate. Like you know what I mean? Ninety one <laughs> to two thousand, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so essentially ninety one season to two thousand. Premier League appearances. I'd just take a stab in the dark of the names you've heard off Twitter, mate. All right, <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Alan Shearer. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. no Premier right. League appearances just for Sheffield Wednesday, mate. Sorry, I didn't stress oh that. Oh, my did I? God. Right. I was going to yeah, say, I, I, did, right. I did wonder about your trepidation because, you know, I'd have been smashing. <laughs> but go on. Sorry, Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday players. Right, my there apologies. We go. Oh, my God. That's we'll edit that, mate. We'll edit that as well. What, what, that, we'll edit that's that. Michael, Michael Constantine's coming in there. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be brought to you by Butlin's Farm Native Resorts Gagnas. <laughs> Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute 
You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.